back to the speakeasy. I have another special guest. You guys know this is a special guest podcast, but I got my boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Michael English, Mike English, DJ Mike Check, however you want to, like, however you know him. I got my boy in the room. Dude, I am very glad to have you here, man. Okay. <laughs> I have a special story for y'all. Okay. So y'all don't know about this. So well, me, me and Mike are, are great friends. Um, and you know, when I was I was I was dating, I when I was single, you guys know I'm married, I've been married about three years, almost three years now. Um, me and my now wife were just kind of friends, right? Like we were just kind of friends. You guys probably heard a little, you guys heard the story in me and Kira's um podcast. Okay, we're friends. And I'm like, all right, like, we're going to go out. And I think we just started, like, started taking it a little bit more serious, uh, each other a little bit more serious. Um, you guys know when that happened. So I was like, ah, yo, I want to go, like, support my boy Mike. Like, he's DJing at the Unscripted downtown. Like, I'm about to, let me go support my boy, right? And so we go there. Me and Kiara had never kissed. We never, like, it was no kind of nothing. Like, I, I, we ain't even never danced together. Like, it's been, like, we were just chilling, right? So we go to, actually, no, we weren't even taking each other serious. We were just vibing. We were literally just friends. This is before, this is, because this is when it went left. Okay, so we went to go see you, you know what I'm saying, support you. And, bro, you, you, you know what I'm saying, you had the R&B music going. And I don't know what you did <laughs> to take over my now wife. But then she started dancing on me. Like, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Mind you, let's, let's be clear. Like, my now wife was a virgin. And so I'm under the impression I'm hanging out with this girl, but she's approved. Like, she ain't she ain't <laughs> yeah. about to, like, you know what I mean? Like, we were about to go sit, stand side by side and listen to my boy, and DJ, then. and we were just going to vibe out and get out of here. No, she dancing on me. I'm like, oh. What, you remember what song it was? Dang, no, I don't. You should, you should know that. I don't. I absolutely should know this. But see, at the time, I was just like, oh, this is just going to be chill. Like, yeah. like I didn't think it was going to be a big moment. Now it's a big moment. <laughs> Dag. Like, now I'm, I never thought I should know the song, but now I feel like I should know the song. It's, it's anyway, so you playing, and you know, you know what I'm saying? And she's, and she's dancing. I'm like, oh, okay, like, cool. Like, and so we sit down on the couch. And, yeah, you know what I'm saying? You, you got, you, the vibes are there at the unscripted, bro. Like, you set, you set the mode. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm like, you know, I have my hand on her back and she had her hand on my leg and she's just kind of rubbing my leg. And I was just like, <laughs> like, who is this girl? Like, who is she, bro? And she's like, you know, she's rubbing, she's rubbing. I'm like, okay. And so I'm like, slowly getting my hand a little lower. Okay. You know, you know what I'm okay. saying? And then, you know what I'm saying? I make my way, you know, to the booty. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I just first. set my hand. I just rest it there. First base. I'm resting. I'm just resting it there. And she's just... She ain't moved. She actually started rubbing a little bit higher up the thigh. And I was like, oh, okay. Like the whole vibe shifted. And so if you watch that last episode, you know, we got back to the crib. She wanted to hang out. And then she just started making out with me that yeah. night. Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was all because you were DJing, man. I, need, I, I just want to cheers to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I need, I need you know my, what I'm saying? Now we got a child. I need See? my credit for that. <laughs> I for sure now need my credit for that. Now one. we got a child. So y'all, I mean, when I had my podcast uh, episode with my wife, one of the things I said and, and, and shared was like, dude, the most important relationship that you're going to choose is the person that you marry, sure. the person that you have kids with, build a, build a family with. And you've talked a lot about like, I mean, even your work is around families, around creating infrastructure for families yeah. and where families are going to live and grow and thrive. Right. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, what characteristics are you looking for in the person you want to build with? That's a good question. Um, I mean, character is, is everything, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that's, and again, it just goes back to like seeing someone's character unfold takes time, yeah. right? So, I think. You know, I, I try to watch people from a distance yeah. a little bit, right? Before I even express any interest romantically, mm -hmm. I, I 
I, I kind of like to see how you carry yourself mm-hmm. outside of any, you know, understanding that I'm interested in you. Because okay. it, naturally it, it, it may change, right? Like right. how you carry yourself when I'm mm-hmm. around or what have you, like that might, that might change, yeah. right? Once I express interest. Yeah. So I try to like see how see how you're received by other people first, right? So that that'll give me a good indicator of you know do other people trust you? Do other people want you around? You know, have how do you manage your relationships that you that you have right now? That is so good, Mike. Because yeah. I'm always leery of relations, but especially relationships with women who don't got no friends. Yeah. If. Yeah. if if oh, I don't like women, I don't like on the It's just like if you, if you if nobody trusts you, right? Or if you don't trust, or if you don't trust nobody. And yeah. my question is around people who don't trust nobody: is what does that say about you? For sure, for sure. So are you not trustworthy? Exactly. Like that just makes me feel like you're not trustworthy. Yeah, the people who 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 don't trust can't be trusted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you when you're saying nobody can be trusted, that means you're talking about you as well. That means you've done an, you've done an analysis on your own character and decided that if I'm this way, everybody's this way. Possibly, possibly. Like that's that's big for me. I gotta see, I gotta see what your your village looks like. What is your immediate circle looks like? Who's pouring into you? What's their character? Ooh. You know what I mean? And and how do people receive you? Like that's the biggest. You, you said a, you just said a bunch there because there's a, there's a few there's a few subjects out that you're you're, you're making me want to figure yeah. out which way I want to go. But regarding like who are your people, regarding how you act before you know I'm interested, says a lot because one, you don't know I'm interested, therefore you're not putting on your representative. Exactly. Exactly. And somebody, oh, you know a woman might put on her representative in the very beginning just because it's like maybe you might be interested at some point. Right. But after some time, now you start to get comfortable. Right. Right? Like, right. if we out to eat with friends, like, how you treat that waiter, right? right. Like, exactly. who are your people? What do people say about you? Like, what are your friends like? If I talk to your friend, like, what's your is your friend going to say something crazy about you? Right. Right? right. Or is your are your friends ratchet? Like, right. get your friends, my friends, we all vibing. And y'all are like acting crazy, like they. Right. That that means that there's something about them that's in you. Yeah, I mean, time time reveals everything, but definitely just try to observe people naturally, right? Yeah. Like, without them knowing I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Other thing is, you know, to come back to this point, it's like how do you treat people that you don't necessarily need or that can't mm-hmm. do anything for you, right? Like how do you how do you treat people that don't add any you know substantial val- value to you? immediately yeah how do you carry those type of people and then um yeah just like then once once you get into that then it's like all right do you pass like the vibe check like yeah can we laugh can we joke yeah can you take a joke what's your sense yeah. of humor like what what type of music are yeah. you into like that's when we start to get into some of the other things that like round out personality yeah how do you show for me as a friend before right. i because to, to to you know especially when you start to get older like the women can right. start to be like, yeah, this is who I want you to be in order for me to give you friendship or to be a listening ear to you. Where it's just like, okay, yeah, I'm not your boyfriend right now. I'm not, I haven't expressed immediate interest in you, but can you be a solid friend right. just to be a solid friend? Right. Because there's gonna be times where it's just like, yeah, the romance is I'm like I'm married only three years in, almost three years in, but it's just like sometimes it ain't all that romantic. And it's like, can you be a friend just to be a friend? That's I mean, and that's probably another thing you hit on is like practically, can you can you separate ro- romanticism from like relationships? Right? Like mm. there are gonna be moments where we're romantic, right? Like, yeah. I, I like we'll we'll have those moments yeah. that you want that I want, that we've seen the picture of like relationship goals, mm-hmm. like we'll have those. But then there are other moments where like the relationship side of things, can you, can you handle like when things aren't as romantic, mm-hmm. right? Can we logistically, can we live together? Can we share, you know, equal benefits and burdens? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the next step after we get through all the honeymoon and, and romanticism. Like, do you have that ability to, to navigate that part of the relationship? And, I, I, and that's huge. Like even like this like speakeasy sign behind you right yeah. now. Like that's a gift from my wife. 
and it's totally not romantic, right? It's it's just you are my friend who supports me. Yeah. And you see something that I love and you're showing up for it Bro. and you're supporting me in that and yeah. you're investing in that, whether it be words of affirmation or like, you know, encouragement or oh, good job yeah. or like, yeah, or you bought me the sign that you knew that you heard me say I wanted at some point. That's gold, bro. Like that's 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 next level, you know, relationship management, right? When you can hear someone say something that they need or that they've been thinking about and like feel that need for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like another thing for me that I look for is like, you know, will you inconvenience yourself to benefit me? Mm -hmm. Right. Like like a big thing is like, you know. Will somebody cook for you, right? Like, or will you know? Will you pay for the first date or mm -hmm. get a get food or what have you? It's like, well, you were gonna eat anyway, mm -hmm. right? So it's like that's part of your normal day. Like, if you happen to get me something, I'm cool. Like, I'm grateful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, for me to really be like, oh, she rock with me. Mm -hmm. She's gonna spend money, time, and inconvenience herself to benefit me, where it doesn't immediately benefit her mm -hmm. or benefit her at all. And 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 not worry about would he do the same for me? Right, right, right. Well, I think that's okay, right? Well, like the I, reciprocity is should be expected. It's important like, and it yeah. should be expected, but it shouldn't be a prerequisite for, for sure. me to be who I already am. For sure. Right. I think it's really important. And I think that I think we should flesh this out a little bit because yeah. I think it is important to protect your heart. Right. I think it's important to um, make sure that any relationship that's that's in your life, there is reciprocity, right? I think that stuff's important. I think it's important to see that. But I do think it is important for someone to act like, I think it's crazy. And listen, I, come for me if you want to. But I just, I don't believe like, oh, I'm not going to cook for you until we're married. Mm. Like, no, I just think you don't like cooking. Right. Like, that's just not who you are, right? Yeah, like, right. that's just not, like, what you like to do. You don't want to be that. And that's okay. Like, like, but don't think magically, like, you're, like, a guy going, yeah, I'm not going to pay for no date. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not, I, I'm not going to show up as a man for you, whatever, until we're married. It's just like, nah, bro, I, that's just not who you are. Facts, because facts, no facts. matter how you show up, I'm always going to be me. Exactly. And that's one thing about how what may, helped me choose my wife is like yeah no matter how i showed because there's days where there's going to be seasons of life where i don't show up as my best self i went through a depression when i was engaged to her because i got laid off right. like from my job and i had no job for months like right, like right. i was sitting on the couch w watching netflix right like i can't show up the way you want me to show up right can you still show up the way you're showing? Like you show up. Can you still be a hundred when I only got twenty five percent for you, baby? That's real. That's real. That's it's selflessness. Like that's the character trait. You know, to answer your question, like I definitely look for that. Like, are you selfless? Do you give? Because that's your natural position. Because that's your natural, you know, approach to life is to give, and you know, give from a. A authentic place and not begrudgingly, right? Mm -hmm. Like, don't give and then, like, you know, constantly remind, like, oh, remember when I did that? Like, yeah. it's, time, it's time to, like, you know, cash me out now, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a huge character trait that, mm -hmm. again, only time is going to really show you yeah. if this person is naturally giving mm -hmm. and selfless. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, bro, you, you just got to figure out creative ways to tease that out of the person that you're interested in. Yeah, and and... and Again, like understanding their their capacity and what they can give in this season, right? But it's like, and I think when you're dating, like, I think it's the best it's ever gonna be. Okay, this is That's, this that could be true. I think <laughs> dating is the best, and I'm not saying it gets worse. Right, married. I'm saying dating you you are kind of in an interview process, right? You you are giving this person the best version of yourself right like i'm showing up because i want to keep you i know in a minute you can leave like both vice versa like both people right they're right. giving the best selves and like 
when you start to add in a ring and marriage and I can kind of take half of everything you got and I can kind of, you know, if I have yeah. a baby, then it's like, no, I can take even more of what you got. Yeah, it, yeah, then yeah. it gets a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I can kind of be who I want to be. Right. I can kind of really be who I am. Right. And so if the person is terrible, just dating, right? imagine marriage. Right. It's going to be worse. It's definitely going to be worse. But that's where, you know, vetting people is 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 key. So, yeah, I mean, I just try to find those yeah. characteristics and find, you know, and, and just bookmark them. Like, all right, like, I remember this situation. You handled it like this. And then maybe, you know, have a conversation about it to really get, like, some deeper understanding of, like, how you carry yourself or how yeah. you show up for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It's your best. It's, it's it's giving yourself the best shot at figuring out who the person actually is. Right. Like, who are you? Right. When you're not trying to put on for me, like. Or like a question I would always ask is like, how are you gonna treat me when you're mad? Mm. Right. Like, I need to understand. And and nine times out of ten, like, <laughs> the answer may not match up to the behavior when it happens because you you're a totally different person when you upset. Yeah. But I at least like to ask the question to get mm-hmm. a sense of like one have you have you thought about this mm-hmm. have you thought about who you are when you mad and it gives me insight into you know what's your what's your pro- conflict resolution mm-hmm. process like you know i used to i used to uh, enter first dates really intense first so date. yeah either okay. first second date i'd bring this out this this little analogy out so we'll be at dinner and i'll take a knife and i'll sl- i'll put the knife straight up and I go, oh, sorry, my flash came on. Okay, anyway, I will go, everybody's a knife. And I'm like, and she's just kind of like, what? I'm like, yeah, everybody's a knife. Right. I'm like, everybody has a sharp side, mm-hmm. and everybody has this nice soft side. I was like, everybody has the capability when conflict happens to either cut or to just be stern. Yeah. How are you going to handle conflict? Because when it comes to dealing in a relationship with somebody you're trying to team up with, I'm never trying to cut you. Right. Cut's going to leave a scar. This other side, it may get the job done, you know what I'm saying, but it's never going to scar me. Right. How are you going to show up? Right. And for me, those conversations, they end up always opening up more conversation. It never really came. I, it's in, It seems intense in the beginning, but it always ends up being really open-ended and right. having good conversation around how to handle conflict and how to talk through things. But, like, I think it's very easy to then go, once we're having conflict, it's me versus you. Yeah. And figuring out how you handle conflict is going to determine whether or not this thing is going to ever work. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good one. And it, it'll and it'll catch people off guard. But oh, yeah. too, like, I think that just goes back to your point about who you choose to mate with mm-hmm. being the most important decision of your life. And as men, we have to make that decision, right? Like we're in a position the choosers. To, to choose. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, it's on us to vet our potential spouse or partner properly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think you know, in my experience, some of those questions like that, mm-hmm. you know, may catch them off guard or they're like, oh, you're too serious or like, mm-hmm. you're not, you got to relax. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I can, I can relax. But like, if I'm, if you in the girlfriend bucket, <laughs> then, it, then I'm gonna have to put some pressure on you to figure out like, how, how do you think? Right. Because if we, we're locked in, we marry, have kids, like you're, you're going to pass your ideology on to my children, to our children. You know, and so, you know, it's it's about asking the questions that satisfy your angst about mm. making this decision because it's a big decision. This is my life. It's our yeah, it's our life, right? Because right. it can, it can be wrong for you too, right? And that can set you back a number of years. Like, give trust me enough. Like, if you trust me enough to go on this date with me, yeah, right, sit in front of me and us have this conversation. Trust me enough to know that if we're actually trying to pursue something meaningful that the questions I'm asking have a point and that it's going to benefit us both in the end. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think part of it is also like, I think there are a lot of 
women who go on dates with men who don't necessarily know what to talk about, don't know how to vet, don't know yeah. how to really have conversations around figuring out if this is going to work long term. Right. But like when you get a man who's like serious about his own life, like it's scary. Serious, yeah, it could scare you, scare right? You. Figure out, figure out what you know. He knows what he wants to do with his own life, and he knows what kind of person that it's going to take to assist him in building what he wants to build. The conversations are only. I mean, I mean, just laughing and then joking, but right. like, nah, like if I'm gonna put you in the serious relationship bucket, right, right. <laughs> if we're really gonna no, but if we're really gonna do this relationship thing, like. Yeah, no, no, you're going to have to take these these hard questions and, like, I need so, to know, like, this is going to work. Yeah, because we're we doing life together, right? Like, and God forbid, like, for whatever reason, I'm not around. You yeah. you next in command, essentially, mm-hmm. right? And I got to be sure that, like, I had some sort of influence on how you think and how you, yeah. you know, perceive the world around you mm-hmm. that, you know, if we have children, you'll be able to instill that same approach and perspective and appreciation for life in them. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it could definitely catch people off guard, you know, my approach or some of the questions I might I might ask. But again, if you're in that bucket, you know, I'm going to give you a heads up. Like, this is what kind of comes with it. It's yeah. Like, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, see what the what the long term outlook is and where your mind is so mm-hmm. that we can both, you know, be comfortable that we made the right decision. Like, that's yeah. really that's really what it come down yeah. to. Like, we both got to be cool with this decision. Yeah. Because you got options, too. Right. Like yeah. that. We all have the option to, you know, be with each other, be with someone else, or be alone. Yeah. You feel me? And so, you know, we got to make sure that, you know, if we're going to jump into something, you know, we need to know, like, this is something we want to jump into. Because this is, you know, once you lock in, it's like, welcome to death row. Right? <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only way out. Have you almost made the wrong decision? For sure. Plenty of time. Talk, walk me through... The last time you almost made the wrong decision. I mean, I think it's like just trying to figure out if if you jump to a conclusion too early and like try to bucket them without their input. Yeah. Like I've I've had situations where it's like, all right, I I look at you, I see, you know, certain characteristics. I want to put you in this girlfriend bucket. Okay. And not asking them, do you want to be in this, you know, okay. we're talking seriously to build a relationship bucket. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you know, I'm trying to mold them and like mm-hmm. push them into these types of conversations, and I can tell like it's like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not really okay. feeling that okay type of conversation. So, how did that like how did that pan out? Like, what were you doing? How did that pan out? Why didn't it work out? Um, I mean, you can't you can't force people into you know a role that they don't want to take. Yeah, you know what I mean, I, like I've always been like fascinated with like arranged marriages. Cause it's mm. built, it's built on dude responsibilities okay. and roles, yeah, and, and it's not necessarily built on like courtship and romanticizing, mm-hmm. you know, people and like sweeping them off their feet and what have you. It's like, nah, it's really built on like we need to come together to execute on like an object, ob- objective for our family, and we've mm-hmm. got roles to play in order to to get to that objective. So, like, yeah, like I've I've been a intrigued by that and that's how I kind of approached that particular bucket but um yeah I, I I don't know like it's 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 been situations where I tried to force people into a role that they weren't ready for yeah didn't want or just like thought they could do but yeah you know didn't didn't want to do it yeah um no I I think that's I think that's one at least really interesting um the whole idea of a range marriage right yeah um, and I joke about this with my friends. Like yeah. I joke, I have a son, and um, none of my close friends, none of my closer friends, have daughters yet. But I'm like having conversations, like so, like arranged marriage, like what, <laughs> like because out here is ghetto, and like if 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 the generation that we're dealing with is 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 ghetto, then. I, I don't, can't imagine the kids they're raising. And right, so right, I'm like, right. I don't know what my child is going to have to deal with from a dating perspective growing up. So I'm like, ah, what's going on? Yeah. But <laughs> on a serious note, like one of the conversations that Kira and I have had, um, we're just like, yo, we have expectations. Like 
what are our expectations of each other going into marriage? For sure. Like, we're not here just to like, oh, go on dates and trips and right. have children, you know, you know, house, white picket fence, all the things. Those things don't just appear, right? Like it takes dedication and time and you taking responsibility for your role and me taking responsibility for my role. And if we both show up 100% in our responsibilities, then we might do all right in this thing. Right. And so in the beginning, Kira and I, like we wrote down like what our expectations were for each other. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, I expect you to do, like, we wrote, like there's a list, we still have the list. Yeah. And now we don't necessarily refer back to the list because we both have it in us, what we are expected to do and how we're expected to show up for one another. And when she falls short, I pick up. Where I fall short, she wants, she picks up. Like yeah. we do that for each other. Like it's not like a perfect system. But, like, I think those expectations are important because we're not looking to create a Disney movie. Like, we're looking to build something and buy property and right. raise kids and, right. you know, have them, like, and raise kids against maybe some ideologies that we don't agree with in the world. Right. Right. So we got to be on one page sure. because the world is going to be on a whole nother page. Exactly. And so, like, this is our life. Yeah, now that's big. I mean, and, and you both have to agree to those roles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's back to your previous question. You know, I had issue with like trying to put people in certain boxes. Mm. Then I've also had issue with people trying to put me in certain buckets, right? Mm. Like they may have seen like, oh, he's got these characteristics. Mm -hmm. He's got this going for himself or what, whatever the, you know, rationalization was it for, it was for. Mm -hmm. They wanted to put me in like this long-term relationship bucket. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, Maybe not. Like I, yeah. I'm not really interested in that. Mm -hmm. So let's figure out how to re, re rebucket this, right? So now, why? Why weren't you interested in that? Um, I think again, just time, you know, shows everything, right? And so again, in that process of getting to know somebody, there are characteristics that mm -hmm. you know are rest on the surface, you know, during that vetting process that you know appear good, right? And again, like like I said, I like to kind of observe people outside of our relationship for a little while. Mm -hmm. But then even when we get in relationship, like yeah. I gotta see you throughout four seasons. That's always been my thing. Like from a, like li literally from like a whole year, like let me see you through four seasons. But then also like, let me see you in different seasons of your life. Like, let me see how you're gonna respond when things ain't going too well for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it would kind of shift. Like if I see you handle a situation mm -hmm. in a way that I know isn't gonna be uh, beneficial long term for us being in a relationship. Yeah. Then I gotta exit stage left. I gotta tell you, like, all right, this is what happened, and then I gotta be out. But in their mind, they're like, you know, I want you in this bucket. Right. Right. Like they're they're not able to like accept, you know, where our relationship is going. Now, are you the kind of person who's able to share with a woman? Yeah, I don't want. It's not that I don't want a relationship. A long-term relationship. I just don't think a long-term relationship with you will work. Are you the kind of person who can do that? Because there's a lot of us that don't that can't do that. We can't say, yeah, the problem is a relationship with you. Not that we just say, ah, yeah, oh, yeah no, nah, I don't want a relationship right now. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't always been okay, right? and it, and it cost me. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like it it cost me heavily. You know what I mean? Like one situation where I knew I should have took. You know what I'm saying? Left mm -hmm. completely. But I was just like, nah, let me see where it goes, see how it pans out, mm -hmm. if there's changed behavior or, or what have you. And it ended up, you know, costing me exponentially. What, so, did, it, what did that cost you? Um, I mean, it's, it was a situation of just like my family being involved. It was, it was a, a false paternity case, essentially. Whoa, hold on. Yeah. Fault like she pretended like she was pregnant. Pretended, pretended she was pregnant. So okay, so you gonna have to do. You gonna, you know, you gonna have to bring us back to the beginning yeah, of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was just a relationship where, like, you know, we had been dating for a while, things were going good, and then things weren't going good, right? Like, yeah, you know, for whatever reason, we started to grow distant. We, you know, weren't spending a lot of time together, what yeah. have you, and um, you know, I was like, all right, let me let me reset, like let's. Let's take a step back. Mm -hmm. Let's let's move into more like a friendship role. Let's yeah. let's let's 
reassess how we spend our time together. Yeah. Right. Let, let's let's take a step back on, you know, the things you're doing for me, vice versa, relationship wise, mm-hmm. showing up for you in this capacity. Gotcha. Like, let me let's let's shift our relationship. Gotcha. So you were trying to make a change. Yeah. Like, let's not being full forward about not, everything. Like, just just not not fully in pursuit of like a relationship. Yeah. Let's let's go back to just being friends. Okay. Obviously, like the the tension that we are encountering mm-hmm. as we try to build to like a, a relationship in this relationship yeah. bucket is is causing us to not even like each other no more, mm-hmm. right? And like above anything yeah. else, like I rock with you as a person, yeah. right? So if if you being in this relationship bucket means we're gonna be enemies and not cool no more, I would rather put you in this friendship bucket and we can still be cool and benefit, yeah. you know, from our relationship. And and cut the romanticism, you know, aspiration out of it. Okay. And so that was the conversation. It was yeah. just like, look, let's let's just like redirect this energy somewhere else. Let's just be friends. Yeah. Essentially. Um, and you know, that wasn't really what she was into. She was just, you know, the the conversation went well, but I think in her mind it was like, okay, he might be trying to like leave me in 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 the relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. And you know, the way she justified trying to keep the relationship going, which I believe might have been like a pure intent, right? Like there might have been genuine love there, but I think the way she went about trying to, uh, you know, execute on that love or that, you know, wanting me to be around, just it went left, right? And she lied and manipulated people, manipulated me, my family to like try to stay connected. And that's not the way to do it. So she told you that she was pregnant. Told me she was pregnant. In order for you to stay. In order, yeah. To keep you in her life and to keep all that came with you in her life. Or, yeah, or this idea of, like, family. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that's what, you know, resonated with me kind of when everything came out Mm. that it was, you know, a false paternity case was, like, you know, I could on one hand I could believe it's like, oh, I'm so great, she wants to be with me, et cetera, right? Like and, and boost my own ego. Or I could look at it as somebody who, you know, was just longing for family. You know, to your point, mm-hmm. may not have had anybody to call. Dude. And was able to see like, you know, how tapped in I was with my family, my friends, and wanted to stay connected to that. Could we just talk about the level of material emotional maturity and empathy it takes to be lied to about paternity to yeah. then see what it actually the problem could actually be that you just longed for family right for that sure. you longed for something different and i'm sure in the beginning you were just pissed off sure. but to, but to come sure. to a place where like nah like i i empathize where you are yeah because it I, I didn't have no choice right i had to figure out what to do with with all those emotions, mm. you know what I mean? I could have just, you know, dismissed it as someone being malicious, somebody, you know, manipulative out to hurt me, or I could try to see it from a standpoint of, you know, trying to fill a gap. We we, we all have needs, right? Mm-hmm. The, the question is, are we going to try to fill those needs in a legitimate way or illegitimate way? And I think she just went about it, you know, in a very illegitimate way. Because the legitimate way didn't no longer seem it was possible. it didn't seem possible right because you know of a conversation we had but in my mind I'm like you ain't even have to do all that yeah like, you, like, you know we could have still been connected mm-hmm. in some form and somehow now, worked it out maybe long term down down the way it, maybe exactly yeah but you know that was you know the plan and that mm-hmm. was you know how it all kind of kind of played out and it was yeah it was tough bro because again I've had I had my own expectations. I had my own attachment to this person of like, this is who I know you to be. This is who I can see as potentially being long term, but you turned out to be somebody totally different. And so I had to reconcile, you know, that reality of like, man, like this is somebody I confided in. This is somebody I still, you know, got love for and Mm -hmm. connected to, care about, you know, have, you know, energy and, and, and feelings for, but, you know, kind of went about, you know, achieving a legitimate need in an in a illegitimate way. I'm really interested in how you got there. Yeah. Like how you got to this kind of place of healing. Was it just time? Because I'm in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like she lied about being pregnant 
Now, was it just like, oh yeah, she lied about being pregnant or like she kind of like it after a certain amount of time, like you just find out, oh, well, she's not, her stomach's not getting bigger. So, nah, and then you ask questions and found out she's not pregnant. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it was a legit like full term, like show for lack of a better word. You know, it was this idea that like, hey, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm going to carry this act out throughout this full term. So I'm, I'm thinking legit, like she's pregnant, saw the belly, which turned out to be like false. A false belly. False belly. So like she, how do you have a false belly? Do you order it? <laughs> you order it, bro. You order the jump. Order it. Yeah, it's, it's wicked out here. The internet is, is, a, is a wicked place. So she, wait, wait a minute. So she told you she was pregnant and you said full term. So you mean nine months? Yeah, yeah. You like, mean, so you're, so wait, 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 wait. I'm wait, preparing wait. to be a dad. I'm like, mind you, I'm in school this whole time. You know what I'm saying? When, when this started to unfold, like I'm in school, so I'm balancing school. Mind you, it's, it's all remote. So I'm like in school full time, on the computer all day. Yeah, preparing, essentially preparing to be a dad and then ultimately you know, come to find out, you know, that none of it was ever true. You know, police got involved, you know, hospital systems got involved. Like it was a, it was a big like crash out type situation when I found out that it was all a lie. But to answer your your question, how how do you bounce back from it? It's just like again, it goes back to that relationship tree, so to speak. Like my relationship with God, like what's going on, bro? Like my life is a zoo right now. Like explain this to me. Like what is it? What am I supposed to take from this situation? Other than this is a complete waste of time, waste of my energy, et cetera. Uh, but then I had, you know, people who I could call to be like, yo, this is wild. Like, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could, you know, build me up, check in on me, all of those Ooh. things. So it was, it was, it was, you know, one of those times where, you know, the, the social capital I had built up with people, you know, paid out the most. Ooh. And that, yeah, I, that is crazy. Yeah, bro. It's 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 a it's a layered story, but it's just like, again, you know, we're like I said, we're social creatures. Like yeah, we need, we need interaction. We need family. We need a place to feel safe and what have you. And that's how I, you know, kind of rationalized it. Yeah, and, and, and was able to empathize with her in the end. Wow, because. It, it it would do me no good to just be mad about the situation. Right. Right. So I had to find a point of empathy and be like, you know what? I don't fully understand it because I've been blessed enough to have family, have like a solid home life, have solid friendships. So who's to say I wouldn't do the same thing if I had to grow up without it? Ooh. That is honestly, that is a level of emotional maturity that I I just think the majority of people will have a hard time relating with, but yeah. should be able to relate with. Yeah. Like to be able to experience that level of pain. You're talking about full term. You're talking about because I'm I have a child. Yeah. And yeah. so I know what it means to walk through a pregnancy loving a child. And so you are loving a child that is growing never that never existed. Never existed. Like that that was part of like that was part of the grieving process, bro. Like the first step was like coming to terms with the fact that there was never a child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like at, at first it was like trying to make sense of it, like, oh, the child died. Like at least there's a there's a, a, a rationality there, right? Like if, if there was a child and the child, you know, for whatever reason didn't make it through birth, we gotta deal with that, right? But there was a legit point where it was like, wait a minute, there was never a child. So I'm mourning something that never existed. Like that was the first step. You buy clothes, you, you, you do you, all the things, you, imagine. you name the child, you start planning. You, and, and again, I'm a planner, bro. Like I'm an urban planner. I'm all about community, family Did you formation. have a baby shower? Baby shower, all, bro, everything, the whole nine. The whole nine. The whole, like... Everything. And so you grieved. Grieve. I grieved for something that didn't exist. Like that was that was, that was the first hurdle. Like getting over that part. Like or or not getting over it, but just like 
coming to the realization that like is none of it was real. And then then you begin to grieve getting cut. Right? Your your analogy about the knife is like you stabbed me. You you cut me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And like not only did you cut me, you cut my family. family. And that was the part that was really just like I teeter back and forth between like anger and empathy. Cause like if it was just me, if it was isolated, if if I was just, you know, Involved. aware of the situation, like I could figure it out. Like, well, you know, but we'll, your mama we'll, fell we'll, in love we'll stretch with the baby back. that could have been. My mom fell in love with it, family. And and that was that was the part that made me angry. Cause it's like, yo, like these are people that are trusting me. I brought I brought you into their life. Mm. Right? You know what I'm saying? So that means like I went wrong in my vetting process on this. But mm. You know, again, like you, you think, you know, people have your best interests at heart when, mm-hmm. you know, the reality is everyone acts in their own, you know, best interests. And at some point that could cost you. So, yeah, bro, it was, it was, it was wicked. It was, it was now, what, and, and now with all the details, yeah. when I'm sure there's obviously one can put together some of the details that were in there. If you've ever been, if you ever had a child, you know, you, you know how that might feel now that you're healed and now that you're able to empathize um, what you've grieved. And I think part of the reason why I wanted to ask more questions about the actual situation is because like, I think it's, it's, it's a little unrealistic to go from that to, ah, yeah, like she probably just needed family. <clears throat> nah, like, right. yeah, nah, yeah. nah, I grieved, I hurt, yeah. I felt oh, yeah. the sting of possible, like my child who I felt like was an actual child never existed, yeah. I felt the pain of being stabbed, like, I yeah. went through the process, I got with my community who loved me, and right. they tried to, like, build me back up, so I, I can, I mean, I can imagine, like, did you spend days in the bed? Well, for sure, for sure, I think, like, the next day, Ironically, bro, the wild thing is like when everything came to 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 the surface that it was all, you know, a lie, mm-hmm. it was Father's Day. It was Father's Day. It was what, bro, it, it just kept it, it layered on, bro. It was so wicked like it just layered on, but yeah, bro, like I think the first day or two afterwards, you know, I just remember just crying, just like bawling, just out of nowhere. Cause I think like during that time we had, you know, me and my boy, we throw cookouts and fish fries all the time. And so we had some people over and, you know, one of our homegirls brought her daughter over. And I just, for whatever reason, just like thought of that and just started bawling. It was a daughter? Yeah. So you're supposed to have? Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, there's a heavy, it was a heavy grieving process cause you, you so confused. Cause it's, again, it's like, bro, I wouldn't, I would have never put you into a situation like that. So to be, you know, navigating a relationship where, you know, your intentions are pure, right? Like we sat down, we had a conversation. This is like, yo, I appreciate you. I value you enough to say, look, let's reassess our relationship so that we don't end up hating each other instead of like, you know, being grimy or stepping out or going ghost or whatever the case may be. Like my intent was to preserve your humanity and all of this, but wow. you couldn't reciprocate that, right? Mm-hmm. Not, so not only did you hurt me, you hurt my family, but yeah, bro, it was, it was a heavy grieving process, heavy. Not just me, my family. I had to console my family, my mom, my brother. Like it, it again, like I'm, I'm the oldest grandchild. So it's like a lot of people like, hey bro, when you gonna have a kid? So to finally like build up that excitement in the people who care about me, like the hardest thing I had to do was like, this is wild. I had to hop on a fam like conference call, 30, 40 family members, and just be like, yo, this is this was all a lie. Like, oh girl was never pregnant. Like Okay, just how did you find out she was never pregnant? Um, I mean, this was like, you know, police got involved, hospital systems got involved. Cause I mean you know, without getting into too many of the details, yeah. it was carried out. You know, the 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 deception was carried out c- completely. What is completely like to delivery? Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I was told, right? Like I was told, you know, I delivered the baby. The baby didn't make it. So it was it was layers of like 
lies and manipulation that went into trying to keep this story going that like I was actually pregnant when the reality is and you know the hospital told me like she was never she was never pregnant <laughs> okay yeah so she told you she was they told you she was never pregnant she didn't deliver the baby and what the police found out they they did they find the they uh so at, I mean at this belly point, what's happening so at this point right like now, mind you, she's like doubling down on her story, right? Like, she's like, yes, I had a child here at this XYZ hospital. And I'm talking to the hospital. I'm like, yo, she said she had a baby. And I'm defending her, mind you. Because again, like... I'm like, that's I, my child. Absolutely. Right, what you talking about? Right. She's not pregnant. She ain't had the baby. I, I saw Y'all trying to play me. Right. Like, that's, the hospital trying to play you. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Like, that's that was my mindset. And so, they're like, sir, I don't know how... This never happened. She never delivered a child here. We don't have any recollection of who this person is. She wasn't a patient here. And so, you know, the police had to get involved. Because, again, I'm arguing them up and down. Like, yeah, this is true, but it's actually not. So the police get involved. Long story short, they take her phone. And, you know, in the phone is, you know, everything you've done since you had the phone. And so they found out, like, oh, she, like, ordered a a false pregnancy belly off Amazon and that just blew the whole thing up right there. Now, I hope nobody can know that going uh <laughs> yeah, no probably. no no ideas from this. I need you guys to see the amount of pain that this can cause. Like nah, it's is this it's, is traumatic. Yeah. No no this is traumatic. Yeah bro. Mike. And so my question is how how does one date again? Like I don't know how to like how do because I'm I'm guessing you didn't expect some, the person that you were dating to pull out to like kind of pull this heist of your life off, yeah. <laughs> right? Like I mean, how how do you start dating again? I mean, you just you just do it, bro. Like I, I mean, it, I I don't try to over- after grieving, after healing, sure. after consulting your community. I have to put it because you went yeah, through yeah. a process for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let me not sell myself short. It was a, it was a. Hell of a process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh and, and I walked out every step. And and still I still am to to this day, right? Like you still, you know, walk out different parts of that, that journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, over time, you know, it becomes easier to process it. It becomes easier to talk about it. Like there's no way I've been able to talk about it, you know, right around the time it happened. Obviously, you know, you go through a hill and you you learn how to, you know, speak about what you went mm. through you learn how to compartmentalize it so it doesn't impact you um in the way that it did when it first happened so how do you get back to it you again i, I value community i value relationships yeah i understand the power of those relationships and, and yeah that's you know i'm willing to put you know my my neck on the line to you know find a relationship to find a romantic relationship or partner or wife whatever however you want to classify it and just yeah expect you know the unexpected especially <laughs> especially out there that that's a daggone understatement mike <laughs> yeah bro. oh man i'm so glad you're healed though and um i think it's so important for men to get to a place where they are emotionally intelligent and 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 can understand like you know like and i think men and women actually i'll say yeah emotionally intelligent to a place where it's just like i can i can heal from that you know the place that you hurt me but also see where you were when you did hurt me yeah and so one it's it, there's safety in that right i think there's probably a level of you know side eyeing or or caution you're going to take when dating somebody who maybe has deficiencies in the same area. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying anybody who doesn't have family is going to do something crazy like that. That's right. not true, but it makes you more aware. Sure. But it also makes you more empathetic. Because if you can empathize with that, who can't you empathize with? For who sure. can't you walk through trauma with? Who can't you, you know, walk through a healing process with? And if you can get up, get up from that, Mike, because I know how it feels to walk through a pregnancy yeah. with a woman and love the child before it even comes out. Yeah. 
to imagine yourself as a dad before you're a dad. Yeah. Right? To pick out the clothes and to yeah. plan the baby shower and to list, tell your mama and your mama cry and be excited that she's going to be a grandmother and she's going yeah. to raise that kid with you and she's going to, you know, all of the things. Yeah. And so if you can heal from that. Yeah. I mean, it won't, it won't easy, right? Like, I can't, I mean... To, to condense it into, you know, a talking point is, you know, definitely sells the process short. But I mean, I, I think about like false paternity is a, is an issue, right? Like this is a, there's a societal issue around other men mm-hmm. who have gone through similar things. And in yeah. some of the situations that I've researched since, you know, this situation I've been involved in, it's like, you, you got guys who like actually raise children. That's not theirs. That's not theirs. And they find out through whatever means, right? And it's and it's even more devastating because now you have a, a legit relationship. You mm. feel what I'm saying? And so, you know, I I put it, I try to put it in perspective, man. It's just like it could have been that, you know what I mean? Like I, I it could have been a situation where I I actually grew to love this child and had the child, and it turned out not to be mine, right? So I I hate to like play the struggle Olympics and say it's not as bad as that situation. But it, it was it was devastating, for sure. And like, that's the thing, bro. It's like, I think the biggest thing I learned about myself was like, I was able to, because mind you, I'm still in grad school. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm knee deep in like getting two masters at this time. You feel what I'm saying? And so it's like, I had I had to snap back into, you know, some sort of mode where I was able to compartmentalize it pretty quickly. Cause again, it's happened. You know, everything kind of came to a head in June. We back in class in August. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Knee deep in deadlines and schoolwork and networking and looking for a job. So I had to figure out how to work with that broken heart. Like I had Jeez. to figure out how to do that. And so I think that helped accelerate that that healing process. Cause I didn't have a choice. Whew. I think there's so many of us who just have to keep going. Right. Handle heartbreak. And I think it's men and women. Yeah, for sure. Right. That. Yeah, like I I'm my heart's broken, but I got I got bills to pay, things to do, a degree to get. I think like yeah. it's you know, we all need healing. Yeah. And I think it's really important to heal to go to therapy, to work through those issues right. before jumping into a relationship. For sure. For sure. I think, and what's really interesting now, it's like you being on the other side of this. And I'm not, I mean, I'm sure you'll probably be a great husband then or a great father then, but like being on the other side of this, like hearing how empathetic you are and hearing how you can see someone in pain or see what someone did to you that was completely crazy, evil, malicious, all the things, and to be able to extract the why, and to extract the the unhealed trauma that they've gone through, and, like, being able to go, yeah, like, that's probably why they did it. And, like, dude, like, and I don't know if you prayed for her or if you've, I don't know if you got there, but like that, that is powerful. Imagine what kind of husband you'll be now. Yeah. I mean, I had to, you know what I mean? To your point, like that I pray for, I had to, because it was like, what what else am I going to do with this, this energy? Right. Like I had to figure out a way to channel it in a way that was healthy. And that was, you know, again, just trying to put biblical principles to, to work. Right. Like we hear about, religion and we hear about God and having a relationship with him but it was in moments like that when I it, it went from being you know the God that you know my mom had a relationship that I just like you know fell into on credit from from her mm-hmm. raising me going to church like to a point where I had to develop my own relationship with God you know what I mean it's moments like that where you know you find out who God is to you and not just who God was to like your grandma mm. right and to your point about like the healing, it was it was tough. And, you know, I think we make the mistake sometimes of like waiting on a person who hurt us 
to like come back and like apologize, heal us in right. some capacity, yeah. right? Like whether it's whatever, yeah, yeah, whether it's through an apology or through like you know them just kind of begging for like forgiveness, mm. whatever, whatever the you know healing looks like. We I think we make that mistake of thinking that people who who hurt us can heal us. They're not coming back to heal you. Yeah, forgiveness is it's legitimately a cancellation of a debt. It is. Yeah. You're no longer responsible for what you did to me. You're not responsible for my healing. Right. Right? Like, I now am taking on the debt that you owe. Yeah. And now I'm owning my own healing, my own process. And, like, yeah. and I think that is really powerful that that's what you did. Right? Like, not waiting on an apology or beg for forgiveness or whatever, whatever. But, right. like, yeah, no, like, I'm just going to own it for myself and I'm going to... Like I'm gonna heal. I'm gonna get to a place where I can pray for you. Even right. and not only are you healing in yourself, but also like trying to work, make sure everybody who else is, you know, everybody who was involved is okay and they're feeling okay and right. they're healed. So they're going through their own process, and you're trying to sure. make sure that they're going through their process while going through your process. Right. And then having to come out on the other side, empathetic, and building a career and going through school and all the things. All the things, bro. Yeah, it was again. It's I still don't even know how impacted my family is. Yeah, because right? it's you know I got people that really care for me. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I I still don't know to what level of pain they felt. Right. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying. I can only imagine. You know how my little brother felt. Mm-hmm. You know he had to. You know took off work. Mm-hmm. You know my mom. You know driving back and forth from Virginia. You know shifting her life around. You know what I mean. So it, it's still you know, unfolding, but to your point, it's just like, I had to take ownership of, you know, my quality of life moving forward from this situation. And you did. For sure. You went, For you sure. went, went to one of the most prestigious uh, business schools, yeah. traveled the world. You were in yeah. Singapore. Was it Singapore? Yeah. Singapore. Singapore. Thailand. Daggone. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's been it, my, that's been my dream, bro. Like I've always wanted to live abroad, study abroad. So for that to happen, it, it was it was perfect. It was a good way to like cap off the last three years, which you know has been a zoo. You yeah, know, all of these things, you know, happen for a reason. And um, yeah, bro, it's like, dude, it's perfect. I am happy for you. Appreciate that. Like, appreciate it. To I and and this is this is the, you know, these conversations are why I'm like, yeah, no, like, yeah, I'm not buying that good dudes heal dudes with purpose and with you know with a future like don't exist now they're out here and black men too like now we 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 out here out here um and we some of us have been hurt um but some of us have come out on the other side of it and um yo like if you're if you're watching this like i think one of the things to get out of this conversation mike is like yo like don't go into a relationship unhealed right like I'm not saying going, don't, you know, like you have to be perfect, right? But like, yo, if you're dealing with significant traumas, like, yo, go to therapy, For sure. like, get help, For sure. and right, and don't, you know, invite anybody into your trauma train, right? You know what I mean? Like, don't bring yeah. us for the ride, and then invite my family on the ride too, right? And. Um, and when loving and being in a relationship with somebody, you don't, you're not just with that person, but you're with that person's loved ones as well. Yeah. And so understanding how that affects, how it affects them, I think is really important. Yeah. No, I mean, it's real is you've got to do your part to, to come to a situation whole. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, for me, it was just. You know, following that situation, or even just in general, right? Like mm-hmm. how I try to live my life is like I'm I'm trying to create the world I want to live in. Yeah. Right. Like that's the goal. And so the things I can control, I do control. Yeah. And the things that I can't, I just give up to God. It's yeah. Like, look, this this beyond me. Mm-hmm. Like this forgiveness you talking about, like mm-hmm. you gonna have to step in on this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so yeah. it's, it's it's really just about understanding how do you balance, you know all of the highlights and lowlights mm-hmm. in your life and, and being able to be upfront about that with a partner, a potential partner. Like if I'm talking to somebody, they'll get this story. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'll lead, I won't, I won't leave with it, but pretty early on in the conversation, if I'm interested in you, I'm going to tell you like, or 
So he, what happened with your last relationship? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, put your seatbelt on. Like, I'm going to tell you. Uh-huh. Just again, so you know, like. This is what I've been this through. This is what I've been through. But this is also like me being able to, you know, communicate how I felt in that situation. Mm. How, you know, devastating it was. What it took for me to like manage it and bounce back from that. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. This is good. Yeah. This, this is good. Yeah. Go into your relationship healed, right? Come into the next situation whole. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I, 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 dude, I'm sorry that happened, but I'm so happy to see like the person that you are on the other side of it. Yeah. Like, dude, you're a legend. Cause had it been me, <laughs> man, I, I don't know. Different. And that's the, and that's I don't the, know, bro. That's the thing, bro. Like, again, we fresh off yeah. Father's Day, you know what I mean? And so when we think about relationships and we think about, you know, a man's place or role within a relationship, we rarely think about situations like this Yeah, where the guy is the one who experiences the pain, the trauma and the trauma, pain, right? Ooh. Like so much of like media would have you be convinced that like we're the repository for all evil. Mm. Like we, we, we the ones causing all the pain and it's like- right. That's the importance of like what you're doing and like new media in general, right? Mm-hmm. To have these types of conversations to be like, yo, appreciate you know, there there are situations in which we're like the, the man involved in this relationship isn't, you know, the the enemy to this mm-hmm. woman. He didn't try to oppress her, he didn't try to hurt her, he wasn't malicious to her. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, unfortunately, like some of the conversations around you know, relationships and like masculinity mm. oftentimes just paints the guy as like the repository for all evil. Like you're the reason why she did that. Yeah. Like somebody may hear this somebody may hear this conversation and be like, Well, what did you do to her to make exactly. her Exactly? Yep. You know, it's gonna snap, happen. Right. Yep. And so it's just like, you know, again, like nothing nothing I could have said, nothing I could have done, you know, justifies this type of behavior. Absolutely. Right. Like it's not even my character. Again, yeah. but I, that's just kind of the unfortunate, you know, reality of like how some people approach relationships. It's just like, you know, let me be on guard because, you know, I was raised to believe that all men are, you know, malicious and out for self and gonna manipulate you to get what you want, get what they want, and then throw you away. And it's like that's not that's not the case. But again, that's the power of new media, mm-hmm. and what you're doing here is like. I hear I hear the noise of like there aren't good dudes out there or what have you, but it's like no, nah, that's not the case. And in fact, like there are situations where like you know the, the woman wasn't like actually on her square either. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Or was malicious. Yeah. In 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 her dealing in the relationship. And so yeah, bro. Like you know my thing is just trying to you know share that story. Cause like I said, false paternity is a is a thing. Like that's a it's a real thing. That's a thing. Like some guys have like to your point, like it couldn't have been you. Yeah. Like some guys have given up. You know, some some stronger men have like done worse things. Yeah. For less situations. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like there have been absolutely. situations where dudes have like crumbled under less serious yeah. situations with a significant other. Yeah, I'm not sure what I would have done. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Some people never come out of that depression. Yeah. Some people yeah. never, you know, bounce back yeah. from, from that type of, you know, pain. So, yeah, you know, for, for me to share it and, and be able to help the next person who might have dealt with a similar situation, like, that's that's really the key. And that for me, that was, like, extract, extracting the meaning out of the situation. Yeah. Like, All right, bro. Like, you've got the resolve to like make it through this situation, you've got the mental fortitude to like bounce back from this. Yeah. So like at least share the story. Yeah. Know, and 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 let other people know like, all right, you know, it's possible to be able to bounce back from a situation like that. Wow. Dude, I appreciate that. Like that, I, I yeah. appreciate this very, very long or very good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've been talking, and this is how it always is, bro. Always. It's always like that. Every time me and you get together, we get talking. And um, dude, I, I I appreciate you. Thank you for 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 gracing this speakeasy. Sure. Uh, Mike English, DJ Mike Check, that man, the myth, the myth, the legend, man. I appreciate you. No 
out. And uh, listen, again, like, subscribe, comment. We just took you for a whirlwind, a, a, whirlwind, a roller coaster. This is crazy. <laughs> but hey, this is the speakeasy. Bye. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Ooh.